listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon and welcome. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you his peace. Um, so the readings this weekend suggest kind of an intense topic here, and it has to do with Jesus's authority and that relationship with evil spirits. So the authority of Jesus. Um, there was a time when the topic of exorcism and evil spirits, it was kind of scary, kind of secret, kind of like, ah, and then we had that stupid movie that came out in the 1970s, okay, and then, but maybe something that's been good recently, maybe over the last 10 years or so, there have been uh, priests who have been given the ministry of exorcism, who have been writing books and doing podcasts, and there's been some, like, teachings, which are actually kind of helpful to understand, like, this mysterious aspect of the spiritual realm and how does it work? And um, I'm, I'm going to tell a couple of wild stories about that. But before that, we want to be really clear right up front. Jesus has the victory. All right. <laughs> he, he won. So, you know, you meet those guys you're like, yeah, you guys lost, you know. So and um, there's a story of St. Therese, a little flower. When she was just a little girl, she um, saw some evil spirits they were terrified of her. She was a holy little girl, and she had God's grace in her, and they ran so so afraid of her. So, like, let that be the framework. We don't want it, you know, like these movies, they kind of sensationalize things, and they kind of give them more power than they really have. We're in God's grace. We have Jesus. We have the sacraments. We actually have nothing to worry about. Okay, so that's my disclaimer, all right? So, but it's an interesting topic. Um, the whole word exorcism comes from the Greek, and it means to cast out by an oath, to cast out by an oath. E-X means out. You think of exit. You think of exoskeleton, right? Out. And um, horkeos is the word for oath, which means to invoke God's name. And so there is something in the spiritual realm, evidently, that the evil spirits are very legalistic, it's almost like exorcists have this ministry talk about there's this thing of like legalism. And uh, when the evil spirits try to cause trouble for people, they try to make a claim. You've given us some authority. That's what the Bible says about the story of Adam and Eve. Through this, the, de the workings of the devil, 
Adam and Eve rejected God and they gave him some authority. They gave him some power. Even Jesus himself will call him the spirit of this world. And there, there is a sense in which case that our sins can give them some sort of legal authority over us. But the word in Greek for exorcism, that word also denotes the idea of offense. So there's that territory idea again that like, who do you belong to? You know, like there's a territory here. My heart is a territory. And so uh, again, the word exorcism to cast out, to drive out, out of this territory, you know, like, um, you know, when old people get grumpy and they put up signs like, don't walk on the grass, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you get out of here, get out of my yard, you know, um, it's that idea. And in the midst of that, we see highlighted Jesus's authority, Jesus's authority that because who he is as true God and true man, and because of his death and resurrection, he has won the victory. He has authority. So even now, when there's the prayer of the church for deliverance, it has to do with invoking the name of God. It begins with baptism. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There's an oath invocation there. We belong to the Lord. The same thing is true in absolution and confession. I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There's a bit of an exorcism happening there, but even the sacraments of the church are even more powerful. The exorcism is not a sacrament. It's a sacramental. So getting to Mass, going to confession, receiving Jesus in communion, and our prayers have tremendous power. And that's where we connect with the Lord's authority, His authority, that we are His, that we are His territory. Now, evidently, there's this idea of territory, which started with the church. So the church has been divvied up into dioceses. In a diocese, there is a, a diocese boundary, and within the diocese, there are parishes. And so in the old days, they used to say that, well, our house is in the parish boundaries of this parish. And so there was this idea of territory. Now, evidently, the evil spirits kind of try to mimic that or ape that. And so there's a, an odd thing for them as well. And so I have a wild little story for you. Um, so in my community, we um, have the practice of praying in what we call going to hermitage. So um, some of the brothers come here for hermitage now, which is such a joy. And in the spiritual tradition, you're always going out to the hermitage to do spiritual warfare in battle. So we had been gifted this property in Monticello, New York, and uh, there's a beautiful holy woman of God, and, and the Lord had told her that this land would be used for a religious order. So uh, we get there. It's like 63 acres, something like that. And the brothers and the friars, or some of the priests that we know, would go and pray. And all of a sudden, people who were there praying started to experience like really demonic nightmares and like odd things. And so some of the, the friars were like, we have a feeling like something's going on here, you know, like there's some sort of battle. So we had this friend who had been a Satanist and was possessed and then she got delivered and she became an extremely holy, beautiful woman of God. She also was a consultant to the Vatican on exorcism, really great lady, dear friend. So we did a day of prayer with her at our hermitage out there. And, and there was a group of us there. I was there and we had a beautiful day of just prayer and discernment. And she had these like mystical gifts. And what she shared with us, having been on the other team, is that evidently there is this idea of territory. And in her prayer, she had discerned that about eight miles over, there was some sort of a coven of witchcraft or something, and that our presence there praying 
had impinged on their territory and they were mad at us and they were throwing spells at the property, which is why all these multiple friars and sisters have these weird demonic nightmares and weird things happening. And so I was like, wow, I didn't really know any of this. I kind of felt like, wow, this is really interesting, but it's also a little scary. And so then we did this prayer and uh, she had guided us. One of our priests had Jesus in the Holy Eucharist in a monstrance. And we were going to pray and kind of bless the property. And I'll never forget, there's the group of us and we have these beautiful little prayers we're praying. The priest has the monstrance. And then she was guided by the Lord. She heard the name of this evil spirit. And in the direction that she felt this witchcraft thing was happening, she called out the name of this evil spirit. <laughs> and she commanded him to come to the feet of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Now I'm standing next to the priest who's holding the monstrance, and I'm like... <laughs> and in that direction, I kid you not, we're out in the woods, so we're out in the woods. In that direction, really far away, a tr a it was still a single tree started to shake. And then it came to us through the trees, like a tunnel of air, right to the Blessed Sacrament. And I was like, oh, you know... The, the, and the experience, the, the power of her authority in the name of Jesus, Jesus who has the victory, you're done, you know? And then so she advised us. We spoke to our superior, so we had permission. That's very legal, right? you got to have permission. Even an exorcist has permission from the bishop. He has the authority. And so there was a couple of us that did a blessing of our property. So we started on the one. We had blessed holy water, blessed salt, and then we had the little St. Benedict medals, which have a blessing on them against evil spirits. And so we did the, the, the property, you know? And I kid you not, we get up to the, where we started, so we just finished it, and we hear sirens. And all of a sudden, a couple of fire trucks go by, and I look in the sky, and across the street from our property, there was an abandoned house. And when we finished this, this blessing, that house burst into flames. And I came to believe, you know, <laughs> there's something to this, you know. And ever since then, we really haven't had any problems there. And it was this prayer, and I don't fully understand how that works, but it was like, whatever evil is being sent our way, just let it go back to who sent it. <laughs> you know, like you bounce it back to the person, like you get your own taste of your own medicine there. But uh, for me, I came away from this experience actually filled with more faith and more trust in the Lord. There's no question, like, well, who's going to win, good or evil, like God or the devil? Like, it's no question. Jesus won. He has the victory. He is the one with the authority. And that authority is there for us in our own lives. You know, the power of the sacraments, the power of his grace, and through prayer. I, I often think of what Mother Mary has asked for at Fatima and other places. It's just basic Catholicism. Live your faith. Go to the sacraments. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, you know? And like if the devils were afraid of a little girl, you know, because she was filled with Jesus, then we have nothing to be afraid of. And, and again, I come back to the idea that I think so many of the Hollywood movies have done a disservice, you know, because it's not really like that at all. Um, you don't do exorcisms at midnight on Halloween in a barn. Okay, you know, sorry. <laughs> um, but this is the, the meaning of the readings that are coming out here so clear. You know, that the Jesus who comes, it's his kingdom that's breaking into this world. We've been invited to be a part of that, that our hearts are his territory, that we belong to him. We are his. His name is upon us. 
especially through the sacraments. You think of baptism, confirmation. There's an indelible mark on your soul, the character of the sacraments, where in his grace we have nothing to fear. There's that famous line when Jesus says to the apostles that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. That's in Matthew 16. And some people interpret that line to think that the devil's going to attack us, but he's not going to break it down. Actually, if you look at the grammar, what Jesus is saying there is that we're going to break down the walls of his territory. And Jesus said another parable will say is a strong man binds a person and plunders their house. That's his description of what he did on the cross, you know, that he's purchased us. He's won us back. We're under his authority. We have salvation. We have forgiveness of sins. We have healing and we have the offer of eternal life. That's what's being offered us. And it begins now. So my friends, the big takeaway is this. We go forward with confidence. We go forward with trust in the Lord. We go forward with the conviction that we're on the winning team, that the gates of hell will not prevail, that Jesus has the victory, and that he invites us to extend his victory to our own hearts and into the hearts of everyone we know. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.